It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right, welcome to the American Liberties Call. It's Saturday, and um, and it's always a good, relaxed day uh, to talk about issues and things that happen over the week and everything. Uh, you know, the the email went out with the title uh, uh, something about the grand jury, and uh, uh, and we have another. Uh, we have some other good news about that, and um, you know, and like earlier this week, I sent out a thing about the you know the uh, uh, the taxpayers' rights. You know, especially if you're a taxpayer, even if you're a taxpayer, you still have rights. I would I would classify myself as a taxpayer. If I owe a tax, I owe a tax. If I don't, I don't. And if the code excludes me from being a taxpayer then so be it they they're the ones that have to live with it and in the uh, in the uh, taxpayers rights it specifically says that taxpayers have a right to know what they need to do and this is uh, and this is actually I can't say this is the first time I read the uh, the bill of uh, not the bill of rights, your uh, you know the IRS, uh, your rights as a taxpayer, but now with what we've been talking about for the last couple of years, this is the first time I've read it in the last couple of years, and I said, wow, look at this! Almost every paragraph has something to do with the with them ignoring their responsibility. And and uh, which makes them liable. Okay, now who do you go to to make them liable? Well, as you know, we filed a lawsuit, and there'll be more information on that in the coming weeks. But more importantly, um, you you have the right to know, and you're not violating the law. You can't be held held willful failure to file. If you can't file a simple tax return under the penalties of perjury when you're asking questions, how does this law apply to me? And so I'm going to introduce Dave Marilyn, who, who can really talk it up and, uh, and get the message far clearer across the board than I can. So, Dave, take it away. Okay, thanks, Chris. Welcome to the call, everybody. Regulars and newbies alike, nothing I'll hear, uh, nothing you'll hear on this call is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Now, a subpoena went out in December from a particular office of the Department of Justice on the East Coast saying you, Chris Chapman, shall appear uh, before a grand jury 
on the 15th of January. February, March, April, May. That's 120 days plus, what is it, today's the 30th, 120 days plus 16 days. So 136 days ago was Chris's appointment to appear before the grand jury. And uh, Chris replied through the mail with everything that the U.S. attorney wanted, or the assistant U.S. attorney, which is abbreviated AUSA or AUSA, assistant U.S. attorney. He replied to the AUSA with everything they asked for and uh, had a couple phone calls with him and answered all the questions. And I replied with everything I had uh, that he wanted. And included in Chris's reply was a copy of the 2006 criminal complaint with the August 27th supplemental briefing from last year about um, my analysis of the tax code that was complete in 1994. And uh, the criminal complaint was a criminal complaint to 80 members of Congress, served on Congress January 1st of 06. And the gentleman who was the subject of the investigation, uh, who's not in my organization, that's just me and Chris, uh, the gentleman is somebody who had uh, done a, a substantial amount of Patriot Movement stuff. I don't think he filed offers in demand, but I think he filed uh, exotic tax returns uh, what the what the IRS would say are frivolous, whatever. And uh, I think he he might have mentioned filing liens on public servants, whatever. He he had done some uh, some far-reaching stuff. And uh, I wasn't sure I could keep him from being indicted at all, uh, even though um, Chris and I have had some success in the past. And, um, the, uh, you know, I presume that other, other contacts of this man were being subpoenaed in kind. Uh, they were in full on investigation mode with the grand jury. And, uh, with Chris's submission of that criminal complaint, he included a request to appear before the grand jury to report to the grand jury these crimes that are complained of in my 2006 criminal complaint, which is what the complaint's for. Throw it around. And um, we just heard back from the guy uh, that was being investigated. He's on the bottom floor, 10 floors underground at the Colorado Supermax for taxes. I'm just kidding. He uh, emailed uh, in response to Chris's inquiry saying, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? And he wrote back and said, nothing's going on. Nobody's heard from anybody. And so I think, you know, the picture of a grand jury investigation taking a hundred and, how many did we say, 136 days? Uh, they were in full investigation mode, middle of January. 136 days later, 
nobody's heard anything. And, you know, you'd never do an end zone dance because you can't predict corruption. They'll reach it. They might be regrouping, okay? But this is the shape of uh, the limited degree of victory that uh, this process has been able to claim or achieve. It takes place silently. There is no docket number commenced with an indictment, the commencement of criminal proceedings, and one less person gets prosecuted, one less person goes to prison. But for 136 days to go by without contact from the DOJ or the grand jury is... Uh, noteworthy and this is the shape of victory when victory occurs uh, using my strategy now there's somebody out there that's uh, got a pointed head and glasses that are about an inch thick and uh, and pimples all over her behind uh, calling herself Linda Wall who says, uh, well, Dave Merlin can't claim any victory. He's got no victories, and so uh, I'm not going to pay any attention to blah, 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 voluntary compliance, whatever. And uh, so I've got all the license in the world to talk it up about the patriot movement. Uh, If this isn't a victory, I don't know what is. Then there's another guy who just over a year ago uh, contacted our office, near the East Coast and said a friend of mine's got a document that came from you guys better than anything I ever seen out of the Patriot Movement. And uh, he said it's designed to prevent an indictment and uh, I want to know more about it. So I educated him. And he says, you know, I think I'm being deprived of Section 83. I think I'm only named in regulation. And so uh, I think that their conduct is criminal in the enforcement of the tax code. So I want to join this. And by the way, my, I think his his father-in-law and his uh, sister had just been subpoenaed to testify before the grand jury about his business. And uh, he had a meeting scheduled with two special U.S. attorneys from D.C. who were going to fly down to handle the grand jury proceedings. And he was going to meet with them in person. When he did, he gave them a copy of the the complaint that went to Congress in 2006 and his affidavit of joinder, uh, which uh, um, called their investigation criminal under federal felony statutes. And on top was a cover letter to them and the grand jury saying, I want to appear before the grand jury and testify, please, based on our... Uh, regarding all the related and attached criminal complaining, and he never heard from the grand jury again. So I hope you can see a pattern in this, how uh, just real quietly things close down. And while I can't picture it, I'm still not going to celebrate, but I can't picture a year later, the DOJ going to the grand jury saying, remember way back when when we uh, we described ABC uh, to you about this guy way back when? Chances are they're different grand jurors by now. 
than were sitting on the grand jury way back when. 136 days later, with this latest case, uh, this latest uh, person to contact our office about a grand jury, 136 days ago, grand jury in full swing. Can you picture the DOJ going, hey, I was here four months ago. You remember about uh, this guy? We'll just call him John. Remember John? And I, I had certain things that, uh, do you recall all that? I can't foresee, or I, I, I can't uh, imagine or picture the DOJ expecting a grand jury to recall facts of somebody's case more than four months after their first description to the grand jury about the case. So uh, I feel, and you don't do an end zone dance, there are no guarantees, but I think uh, because it resembles other instances where we've succeeded in shutting down a grand jury, I think we've succeeded again. Now, ask yourself, is it important to you to have this posture? Have you filed one or more, maybe 10, Pete Hendrickson tax returns? <laughs> have, you, have you failed to file? Have you failed to pay what the government calls taxes on sums that the IRS uh, we'll receive 1099s about. Or is your ass flapping in the breeze? Is it important to have this posture when this guy did some exotic stuff and it's been over 120 days since he heard from the people that are turning the wheels on a grand jury? Um, yay. It's, it's great to hear that all is quiet on the grand jury front. And uh, I think that it's happened again. Time will tell, so uh, wait around. And uh, one day I might report to you that, well, they fired up the grand jury again and uh, the guy's in trouble. I can't rule it out. But for what it's worth, 136 days ago, Chris was to appear. He satisfied the uh, the U.S. attorney, the the OSA, with uh, documents, an affidavit, and the criminal complaint that went to Congress in 2006, and his own affidavit of joinder. So he didn't have to appear. His appearance was called off. Not only that, but, Dave. I I sent in a uh, an affidavit of you know that this. Also was uh, committing a crime by going going against the individual too. Remember? Um, I don't remember the details, but sure. Yeah. So it was very it was very aggressive, and Chris asked to testify, and the the DOJ knew that if he testified, it would be Chris complaining that the DOJ was criminal in doing what they're doing. So you don't hear patty cake or tiddlywinks in any of this. <laughs> it's it's bold-faced confrontation because we're Americans. And when you know the truth, you say the truth. It's called free speech. And the truth hurts. Uh, it's, it's noble 
to be a whistleblower. And that's what we are. We report government wrongdoing, violations of statute on the part of public servants. We're not patriot movement protesters who disagree with the law. We know enough about the law to disagree only with the misenforcement of it. The law is perfect. Can I please have Section 83? Can I please have a government that will honor the fact that statute doesn't apply to citizens of the United States until they wrote that regulation, 26 CFR 1.1-1? You can find all this on wevgov.com, wevgov.com on the federal income taxation page. Both these these, uh, arguments are laid out. Section 83 would also apply on a state level. Go to the state income taxation page after you've read the federal income taxation page, and you'll see that states piggybacked on top of the uh, federal internal revenue code to impose state income taxes. Well, if the Fed code does not impose an income tax, how can the state code impose an income tax when it's built on the Fed? Checkmate. So the uh, the... Um, affront that we pose to the enforcement of the Internal Revenue Code has uh, claimed another beneficiary. And uh, I think they've shut down another grand jury. And so again, ask yourself, is this something you need? Is this something that might benefit you? Uh, you're dealing at the at the highest level of criminal defense when you possess this posture. You're right in the face of government saying, excuse me, hold it here. You just mentioned the Internal Revenue Code to me. You say I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm only named in a regulation. And even if it did apply to me, you deprive me of Section 83 when you try to tax my compensation. What were you thinking? You're a felon. Stay away from me. Nobody can do this except my program. Chris and I, we're the only people that do this, the only people that can do this, and the only people that have done it. Now, what I feel free to say is many times, IRS Criminal Investigations Division, closed down. Grand jury proceedings, closed down. Uh, Cool. I mean real cool. Uh, You won't get this in the patriot movement, the anti-tax movement, whatever you want to call them. Since this is a family show, I'll stop there. But I got a lot lot of things to say about them. We're dealing with their victims all the time. I heard from another guy just a few days ago that um, filed a bunch of Pete Hendrickson tax returns. He's going to go to prison. So... Uh, you want to go to my archive here at 59615. The show is No Confidence. And uh, just this week, I got 36 downloads of the uh, the episode about the lawsuit against the IRS. That's cooking, too. And uh, the government has 60 days from Wednesday, May 20th, June, July 20th, to respond to that lawsuit. And uh, we'll see what they do in the interim. And uh, come Wednesday, you don't want to miss Wednesday's call because I'm probably going to share the document on Wednesday's call. So be on Wednesday evening's call uh, 
uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, and you'll probably get the document out of us. And you'll be able to see the lawsuit and the, um, the uh, exhibits, 354 pages, all of it in a PDF file. And uh, then you're going to get an education right there. Uh, here's a lawsuit against uh, the IRS, the United States, the Department of Treasury, and one criminal investigations division agent uh, with four or five plaintiffs suing the government and its agencies under the Administrative Procedures Act uh, with all the evidence in tow. It's finally on the record in court in a civil suit and these plaintiffs will be able to say after it's done that, uh, after it's dismissed, they won't review, but they'll be able to say, I even sued the government for proof the tax code applies to Americans, and they won't talk to me. Uh, let's see. Uh, 20 years ago, I lost a marriage due to the IRS, my business and my life. I have come back. That's, uh, that's the, the usual uh, comment from people who encounter the government. And uh, let's see. says, I don't have the skill set David has. That's why I joined. Hey, uh, the reason I wrote this the way I did, this complaint to Congress, in uh, summer of 2005, which is the wrong time to go to Mexico, I was asked to go to Mexico uh, to represent a particular firm here in Seattle to the Pinnacle Quest International Symposium of 850 people that were gathering at a particular resort hotel for, uh, I think it was like a full week, uh, Monday through Sunday night. And I was to represent that firm to the members of the symposium or the members of Pinnacle Quest who attended the symposium and Mel Stamper was there and uh, uh, Richard Cornforth and uh, some people that manage uh, Forex trading accounts and other people with holistic healing abilities and naturopaths. So a wide variety of people had booths in this large banquet hall and I had one of the booths. And uh, I was showing off this memorandum I had drafted, this affidavit uh, and briefing. And uh, I was looking for people to co-sign with me. And past the booth, uh, here comes Sherry Jackson and her husband. And they sat down, and I told them all about this. And she says, wow, you know, I, go, I, I want to get in on this. And so I said, great, you know, uh, with your expertise, I was hoping to attract somebody, uh, of course, uh, with, especially with her background. And so I rewrote the affidavit to include her and reflection on her. And 60 days goes by, and uh, she didn't respond, didn't jump on board, which held me up 60 days because I wanted to file it with Congress. And so I rewrote it as a criminal complaint and affidavit by me, and a few other people that were willing to co-complain, one of whom had been an IRS enrolled agent, uh, meaning he could represent people at audits and in tax court since 1973. 
which is 33 years he had been an enrolled agent to the IRS and self-employed accountant. And he said uh, he'd never received one moment of instruction regarding Section 83. So anyway, I wrote it as a criminal complaint so nobody could derail me. I wasn't going to rely on anybody else. I had a few co-complainants. They all signed the last page of the complaint, notarized in several states, uh, Texas, Oregon, Washington State, and Colorado. And uh, they... uh, supplied me with their notary jurat and it was a their own page at the end of the complaint and I submitted it all to Congress. Um, the uh, the let's see, where was I going with that? Um, I had to rewrite it so that nobody else could uh, stand in my way and I wrote it in a way deliberately so that no one else would have to write their own complaint or their own memorandum. I put it on place in place on the public record. And so if you don't have my skills, you still don't have to write your own complaint. You simply have to file a memorandum, a, uh, an affidavit of joinder. I want to join that complaint. I see it. I've read it. That memorandum and that complaint, I hereby complain that, crimes are being committed exactly like was stated in there, and I hereby join that complaint as a similarly situated witness, maybe a victim uh, of crime. And so uh, the the, uh, skill level I possess, you don't have to share. If you look at the issues and if you look at what the government said in the past about just a statute, you say it applies to me, how does Section 83 operate? Well, that's frivolous, meritless, we're going to penalize you. If you think that reveals that, oh yeah, they're screwing me all right, all you have to do is join my complaint. It makes my complaint your complaint and you don't have to rewrite the brief. And I don't have to do, you know, I don't have to photocopy 180 pages to give you as a brand new complaint. So, um, the uh, the key to this is simplicity. I put it all in one place where you don't have to build the, the bulldozer. You just have to get up there and turn the key and sit in it. And it still does the same work for you as it does for me. So, so this latest example of what somebody might be able to do if they join this complaint, I think it speaks volumes. 136 days goes by, uh, go by, and you don't hear from them? My goodness. Uh, How does that happen? Grand juries don't just hang around four or five months for one person. An investigation doesn't take that long. They investigate first, then they go to the grand jury. Well, they did all that. And then, four or five months later, they still don't have an indictment? It just doesn't sound like typical grand jury uh, timelines. So, well, with that having been said, and with a, a, a reminder, do not miss Wednesday's call. And I'm not going to put this on the web, but a few of you are going to get a link where you can download the lawsuit of 20 pages with its 357 pages of exhibits. 
the lawsuit, uh, the, the exhibits are indexed, page 1 through 350, uh, 357 in the upper right-hand corner, and the lawsuit refers to particular sets of page numbers in there, so you're not going to have to sift through a bunch of documents going, which memorandum in support of what complaint and what paragraph, whatever, it's all indexed and very easy to uh, assimilate. So you'll see how I'm bringing those arguments to bear. Uh, all I did was blow the whistle. I'm complaining about statutes, so I'm not a sovereign citizen. I want the court to declare that. Uh, I don't believe for one minute I have a duty. In fact, I've proven I don't even have a duty. I want the court to tell the Department of Justice that I don't meet the definition of willfulness. If in the future or in the past, I fail to file or fail to pay. I want the court to declare that it's impermissible to write a regulation that says citizens of the United States owe this tax when the statute didn't say a word about it. I want the court to declare that it violates rights to due process for the IRS to enforce the tax code without considering for one moment or training at all on how to apply and comply with Section 83 of the tax code. I want the court to declare that enforcement of the tax code is void for vagueness because they can't even go on record with their own interpretation of the law. These are all very easy, simple questions, but they're derived from a, a mountain of complex research and years of thought, uh, 1988 through 1993. And in 1994, I began formulating my, my ultimate conclusions about the tax code and the IRS and the differences between the two. And uh, they stand today as the issues that obviously twist the government's nipple with vice grips. Here I am. There they are going, well, never mind about the grand jury. Never mind. How do you do that? An indictment on tax law is the easiest thing to get. That means preventing an indictment is the hardest thing to do in law. And time after time, oh, never mind. The grand jury, you guys can just go home. Sorry to bother you. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> anyway... Uh, question and answer for a few minutes, and then uh, everybody can get back to their Saturday. I really appreciate you joining the call. If the weather is where you're at is anything like Seattle's weather, uh, you're really missing out by being on this call instead of being out enjoying the weather. But uh, I appreciate your support and participation and your interest, and you don't want to miss Wednesday's call, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, where we're going to... Uh, hand this document out to everybody on the call. And you'll be able to see the, uh, the lawsuit and the exhibits that were filed in uh, U.S. District Court suing under the Administrative Procedures Act, asking the court. To, the court's not going to indulge it. They're going to dismiss it. And all we're going to get out of this, the plaintiffs will be able to say, I even sued the government for proof that the tax code applies to Americans. I'm a joinder to that complaint, and they can't even debate us on three or four, maybe five statutes that are at the core. You'll see these on wevgov.com on the federal income taxation page. Chris? Okay. Um, 
Does anybody have have any questions, comments, or statements? Uh, I I like to add. Uh, I have a question that somebody came in through the um, uh, email. Uh, he wants to know: Do you do mortgages? Uh, evidently, Rico Steve told him you do mortgages or something, and and I said not not that I'm aware of, but I will ask. I don't do mortgages. Um, but I wrote a course on foreclosure from a particular aspect. That aspect was their failure to produce the original note and that you're not really a borrower of money, you're a co-creator of money, and they commit that level of fraud against you. But um, Rico Man in Florida took that to a new level after getting that course and then started focusing mainly on property taxes there in Florida, and he said had a lot of success. Uh, and we never discussed the particulars, but if you, you know, um, I really like only selling things I've seen really succeed, but if you want to make the challenges, with the understanding that every judge is as corrupt as the day is long, the bank will always win, unless you, you really hit them at a basic level. You can't be exotic with them like arguing the money system but I do have a course you can obtain contact Chris $100 and we'll get that course to you on flash drive okay the um, um, the thing that I'd like to add before we close is that uh, if anybody's sitting on a fence about this crowdfunding it's working it's not never never does anything go as quickly as we like it to go but it is uh uh, people are coming on board, and things are starting to happen. And the faster we can get a momentum going, the faster that uh, a bunch of us can go to uh, the IRS or Congress or something like this. I like to do a field trip that we get a bunch of Americans go up to Congress and uh, and, and and demand a congressional hearing. On, on Dave Maryland's uh, congressional complaint. Let's get it out in the open. I also would like to see that if somebody gets a, a, a summons from the IRS or something like this, uh, many of us join together and, and, and complain about it. You know, why is he attacking this American? Understand this. Americans come together when there's a problem in America. You know, when during World War II, you you couldn't you couldn't enlist fast enough. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody was already there enlisting, and um, and even the World Trade Center. What happened then? People were enlisting, you know, and not understanding what they're enlisting to. But the point given is. We need to come together, people. We need to support each other and help each other do what needs to be done. And so this crowdfunding, and there's nothing on the planet like it. It's growing leaps and bounds. Crowdfunding is one of the the icons of the Internet now. It's all over ABC, NBC, and CBS News and, and all over the Internet. So with that being said... If you want more information, email me, and I'll send you my uh, my catch page, which has a bunch of videos on there to explain even more. And we have webinars uh, on the same. So 
you know, help me to help you to help others, and and we can get the job done. And as my health is getting better, um, I'm going to be getting off the the traditional uh, medication and getting on with a, uh, a, a, a Dr. Carl Streeter. You can look him up. Awesome guy. He's a naturopath. He used to be an MD until they put him in prison trying to uh, save people's lives. And uh, so he spent his 21 months, but now he's out and and uh, great guy, great doctor, and he's giving me good advice. So, um you know, it's just that a decision of that nature is a life and death uh, decision. If I make a mistake, I'm gone. But I tell you, this medication that they got me on is a big mistake to begin with, and I know it. I just got to now prove it. Anyhow, with that being said, is there um, is there any questions coming on board? All right. No. And does anybody have on the telephone? We got two on the phone. Would you like to make any statements, comments, or questions? Okay. Well, I will see you then Wednesday. God bless America. And this call is officially over. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.